This is WMNF Tampa. Support for WMNF and Live Music Showcase comes from listeners like you and Generations Cosmetic and Family Dentistry. This modern dental office provides both routine and complex treatments, including improving smiles. More at gendentistry.com. This is Live Music Showcase here on 88.5 WMNF Tampa. I'm your host, Ken Apperson. We are live in studio with Tom Hood and the Tropical Sun. <laughs> I almost said it wrong, guys. It. There's no plural there. Not today. I would love to hear your first song. Let's hear it. All right. So this is off of my uh, latest CD. This is uh, called My Little Ukulele. Hang on, something's not right here. There we go. One, two, three, four. Just me. My little ukulele We're happy as we can be Just me And my little ukulele Give me four strings That's all I need On a beach Or in a barn Under a banging tree Drum along Sing a song Feeling so carefree Just me and my little ukulele, give me four strings, that's all I Showcase here on 88.5. We are live in studio with Tom Hood and the Tropical Sun. That sounds great, man. So we are going to say the Tropical Suns because tomorrow we'll be back to the Tropical Suns. Yeah, you're doing the full band oh, thing Oh, yeah, tomorrow. we have the band going tomorrow. But yeah. uh, 
Friday's not as easy to get folks, and we've had a couple under the weather. So, <laughs> you know, it's that time of year. It I is, think there's a lot of people out there feeling a little bit under the weather. Yeah. I know I've uh, gotten to talk to several musicians this week that are saying, "Hey, man, can you get my gig yeah. covered, please?" Yeah, I know. So it just happens. It's how these things go. But uh, I'd love to hear your next song. What's the next one? All right. So what do we got going next? So this is the title track off of my latest CD, "Breaking Out the Harmonica." And uh, oh. by the way, uh, the CD is called. I call it a CD. I don't know if people even buy CDs. Anymore. I think it's still a CD. It's an album. It's a it record. Is. I gave you, know? you a CD, so we do yeah. have physical product. But uh, this is the title track. I recorded all these songs during COVID at my home studio. And uh, didn't know when I was writing the song, but it kind of ended up almost being kind of like my philosophy of life, so to speak, that kind of emanates out of the song.
is what you make it That's what my mama said Don't wait for things to happen Son, just do them before you did No storm is gonna scare me No good deed will go unpaid Checking out my bucket list Before I hit the grave Cause I Get Out Fest happening uh, tomorrow, December 3rd. Uh, tickets are on sale now at WMNF.org. Tickets are $20 in advance, $25 at the door. Kids 12 and under are free. And the uh, doors open at 2 p.m. at uh, Cage Brewing over there in St. Pete. I love that room. It's a really cool little room. That's where they had half of the uh, You Get Out Fest last year. I think they did it a two-day event last year. Half of it was in St. Pete. Half was in Tampa. We're going to talk a little bit coming up here about uh, Tom Hood's connection to the local Tampa Bay ukulele community because there is a pretty big Tampa Bay ukulele community as it turns out. Uh, I mean, as far as your uh, experience in the uh, ukulele community, would you say it's comparable to, you know, the guitar community or the drums community or anything like that? What would you say are any differences? I'd say it's totally different. Totally different. Totally different. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I can't wait to find out how. Okay. We're going to have a little interview at uh, 2.30 <laughs> here, but uh, I'd love to hear your next song. What's the next one? So that was like a teaser. That's exactly what that was. <laughs> All right, so another one off of the latest album. It was the only song I ever wrote about a horse. His name was Jack, and I was in Ireland, and we'd gone off to this little island outside of uh, Galway, and uh, we kind of got off the boat, and the only way to go around the island was either run a bike and it was really hilly or you take a jaunty car, which is a, you know, a horse-drawn wagon. And there was only one guy left and uh, Mick and the horse was Jack. <laughs> and we get in and he goes, come on, Jack, come on, Jack. And the horse wouldn't go. And he kept going, come on, Jack, come on, Jack. And it was the end of the day. I think the horse was a little tired. I happened to have my ukulele. I started playing a song and I kid you not when I tell you the start the horse started clip-clopping to the tune and off we went 
And by the way, there is a video on YouTube called Come On Jack. <laughs> you can find Come on, Jack. Ooh, come on, Jack. Ooh, come on, Jack. Ooh, come on, Jack. You don't go slow, and that's okay for me. Take it easy. So I can see what we see A three-hour tour of in a show today I brought my ukulele and this is what I'll play Come on, Jack Oh, come on, Jack mm, Oh, come on, Jack Yeah, yeah Give it a go, it's the last ride of the day Be a good boy, and you'll get your oats and hay We came on a ship, across the Galway Bay Music Showcase here on 88.5 WMNF. We are live in studio with Tom Hood and the Tropical Suns. The Tropical Sun, by the way, is Jay Noons over here. He's a good son. So, uh... Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you guys sound great. I love the, uh, I really enjoy the, um... 
there's a whimsical quality that always comes with a ukulele from that very first yeah. note and uh you know the songwriting that goes with it is always just it's a fun little escape in my experience and in my opinion i should say it is it's a very happy instrument exactly like you're, you no one's no one's um maybe not no one i can't say no one but i would imagine it's it's very difficult to effectively convey a melancholy attitude on a on a ukulele that is unless it's like a, a love unrequited kind of a thing or you know well you can still you can still do blues and things like mm -hmm. that you know and there are, are very emotional minor chords and stuff but uh it does have an overall you know up vibe to it it has and, that very bright and so you know, back to yeah. your question you know about you know what what is it like in a ukulele community mm -hmm. versus maybe guitar players or whatever? So I would challenge you to put a hundred guitar players in a room, ten guitar players in a room, and get them all to play along with each other. It's a very soloy, uh, very individualistic type instrument in general. That's why there's usually only a couple guitar players in a band. But with ukuleles, it's the more the merry, and it's a, it's a camaraderie type thing. It's not it's not necessarily as much about showing off your ukulele playing skills and being, you know, uh, a Jake Shimabukuro or something like that. It's more about sharing and learning songs together and playing as a group. And as those ukuleles, you know, cascade together, the sound increases. You don't need amplification usually in a community type setting if we're sitting around at the beach or at the pool or a club or whatever. It just everybody's having fun and you see the faces and they're all getting into it and having fun i think that is what's made the ukulele particularly since early 2000 become such a worldwide popular instrument see and i love that and we're going to talk a lot more about what made the ukulele such a worldwide phenomenon over the years and how you're connected to that and how that inspires your songwriting and your connection to the, the tampa bay music community but i would love to hear your next song. Okay, so we're going to turn it over to Jay. All right. It's an uh, old ditty called Drop Baby Drop. Drop Baby Drop. Uh, we like This is a popular song in the ukulele world. Tango, every little move you make. I love you like a mango. You can make it every day. I want you to drop, baby, drop, baby, drop. Drop all your love on me, drop, baby, drop, baby, drop. Cause I'm hungry, oh yeah. My nights would be so lonely You should ever choose to go I'd live just like a zombie Very little loving to show I want you to drop, baby, drop, baby, drop Drop all your love on me, drop, baby, drop, baby, drop Lord, now I'm hungry, oh yeah 
loves you pretty baby Who's always there to make it right Who loves you pretty mama Who's gonna help you through the night Who loves you, who loves you pretty baby Who's gonna love you mama Pretty baby, come on, won't you do drop, baby, drop, baby, drop, drop all your love on me, drop, baby, drop, baby, drop, Lord, I'm hungry. Does a tango Every little move you make Babe, I love you like a mango We can make it every day I want you to drop Baby, drop Baby, drop Drop all your love on me Drop, baby, drop Baby, drop Lord, I'm hungry Drop, baby, drop Baby, drop Drop all your love on me, drop, baby, drop, baby, drop. Lord, I'm hungry. Live music showcase here on 88.5. We're live in studio with Tom Hood and the Tropical Suns. They're going to be playing the You Get Out Fest tomorrow, uh, December 3rd at Cage Brewing. It's a WMNF event. We make sure you come out and bring the whole family and bring your ukulele while you're at it. They've got all kinds of really fun, interactive things going on. This is definitely not your typical concert. Right? Like this is the whole that's the whole thing with the You Get Out thing. It's it's come one, come all, come all, be involved, be part of this ukulele community not just a spectator it's definitely about having fun yeah by the way this is the seventh you could out Mm -hmm. number seven and i think you've been a part of all of them i've been to everyone that's what i thought been been part of everyone yeah Mm -hmm. from the beginning and we got a lot of stuff going so if you're out there listening you have a ukulele first of all i highly encourage you to bring it because mm-hmm. we're going to have a uh, play-along. We're actually doing two this year. We're going to be doing a uh, Credence Clearwater play-along, and we'll have handouts with all the chords and uh, lyrics. And then later on, we're going to do a Beatles jam. Mm-hmm. So Beatles and Credence. Um, Jay's going to be teaching. So if you are a newbie and want uh, a beginner lesson, show up at the beginning, and uh, there'll be a, a free class. And uh, our goal is to get everybody to become a eucaholic. <laughs> and uh, you'll have one, then you'll have two, and then soon you'll have a closet full of ukuleles. No rehab needed for eucaholics. No, exactly. Right. And you know, the great thing is it's a relatively easy instrument to learn. Easier than most. Now, why, do you, why is that? Because most stringed instruments are downright painful to learn right. in the beginning. Okay, so we'll start with the pain factor. Yeah. So this, this, is a, this is a tenor ukulele for those of you who are watching online. But basically, you got 
in most ukuleles, you got four strings, okay? And they're a nylon-type material, so it's not wire. It's so not that steel. It's more like playing a... Cla- if anybody ever played a classical guitar with mm-hmm. a cat gut or something like that. Very, very soft. So they're softer, and it's easier for you to press down and make the note. On a guitar, a C chord would be... Use three fingers. On my ukulele, it's one finger on the first string, third fret. There's your C chord. Here's an F. F on a guitar is usually kind of like a bar chord, and you have to use four fingers. Yeah, it's one of the most difficult beginner chords. uh, And, you know, a G is, you know, three fingers. So, and then you can bar chord just like other instruments, but the bar chords are easier to shape. Sure. So learning those, let's just say eight chords you know five to eight chords is all you need you know hank williams said any more than three chords in in a song and you're just showing off Mm -hmm. so you get your c and your g and uh and an f and a d chord uh some something in the e family you know get your family of uh chords right so you have the alphabet and uh off you go now now you have to do is remember those, change, and then get some strumming techniques down. Yeah, that right hand is really There's no the pick used. Part. We don't mm-hmm. need to hold picks or anything. Yep. Uh, you can, but most people just use their hands. And from there, it's just a matter of, you know, getting into it and getting creative and playing with others and learning and sharing. Now, I actually um, had a little background teaching guitar lessons for, you know, many years. And one of the things that I found, especially with younger students was that they they had the hardest time with guitar in the beginning because of that pain factor. Right. And we would often switch them to a ukulele Absolutely. in those younger years because they still learned those fundamental uh, elements of, of playing a string strummed instrument that you can a- apply to guitar, bass, mandolin. Right. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a good long list of applications that that motion, that simple just up, down, yep. and associating it with rhythm can provide to a new student. So if you're out there right now and you're listening and you're watching and you're, you're thinking, man, I, I, can't, I can't play an instrument. I can't do that. What do you say to people when they say that to you? If you're out of the bar, you're not, you don't have your ukulele, they don't know what you're doing, who you are, and you get into that conversation. What do you say to the person who says, oh, I, I can't play an instrument? Well, I would say, give me an hour and I'll teach you eight songs. Yeah, exactly. And I will. Yeah. I mean, they might not be complicated, but I'll get you playing, you know, Row, Row Your Boat and Skip to the Loo and uh, um, Jambalaya and we might do Ring of Fire and uh, Beatles song. See? And then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doing. So it's the, part of it is putting it in their hand. So uh, with children, for instance, we, we've done educational programs for children. We're currently, our, when I say we, the, I was Tam- gonna say, yeah. the Tampa Bay Ukulele Society, which yeah. I belong to and I'm the president. Um, we, uh, we've been on a large initiative to start supplying and funding ukuleles to go into the classrooms across the state of Florida. And so uh, that allows us to, like one purchase of a, a package of ukuleles for a school will, can touch in a lot of schools, you know, 2,000 students a year. And then the wow. next year, it's another 2,000. The next year, it's another 2,000 with maybe 12 or 15 instruments. See, I love that. And so all we need is to get a percentage of those to, to like that. And even if they move on and say, well, now I'm ready to go to card, they now understand chords. They learn all the music theory, 
and they do it quickly without getting frustrated. It's the same thing with senior citizens, if I go to the opposite. So I, they say, well, how old? I say, well, eight to infinity, because around eight is when children have enough of attention span that they're not going to break the strings. They're actually going to have an interest of learning. And basic reading skills. But and, we have, yeah. in place and in Florida, we have a, an aging uh, population. It's, it is a very, still much, very much a retirement state. And people were looking for things to do. And we've had lots of members that have joined, have never played any instrument, thought, oh, I'm telling death I can't do anything. And the next thing we know, they're, they're playing along, and then they start volunteering for all the other things that our club do, does. Get the and, bug. There's, and there's a community. So we, our, our goal with Tampa Bay Ukulele Society is to educate, entertain, and provide community service. Educate, entertain. Community so, service. for instance, our sponsorship with WMNF is to help community radio. So, to us, it's a win. So, we're going to do a, this event tomorrow. You can come and learn. You can come and play along. You can be entertained by all the fantastic uh, bands and performers that are going to be there. And you're helping fund community radio, which, folks, if you have never been here, this is a real radio station. They've got a library. They've got news. They have real people. And they pick what they want to play. And that's what community radio is all about. That is my single favorite element about this station and about WMNF. Because, you know what's amazing to me? There's so many people that actually don't realize how big of a change has occurred in the radio world over the past 15 yeah. years. Because, you know, 15, maybe 20 years ago... Radio stations, most radio stations, whether they were top 40 or R&B or hip-hop or, or whatever, they were all independent. And you guys know this, but yeah. the listeners out there who don't, those stations are very few of them. Very, very, very few commercial radio stations can claim to have the level of autonomy and independence that this station has. And I can say that because on this show, I'm the guy who books the bands that come on this show. And the station empowers me as a programmer and a, and a producer to just say, hey, you know what, Ken? We trust you. Do it. And that is such an empowering thing for me as a programmer and I think for the listeners too because it means that they can trust that the music that they're getting is coming from people, not from big, giant, scary corporations right it's not all, it's not all they're not being it's not fed. automated it's not force fed yeah um and it's not the same damn song you know <laughs> that comes on and you can almost predict okay this song's going to come on in the next five minutes because i heard it an hour ago and it's time for that one to right. roll again right so yeah not it, that there's anything wrong with the song next necessarily but we need to expose and you know varieties to spice of life Varieties the spice of life. I mean, that truer words are never spoken when it comes to this kind of thing. You get out. The You Get Out Festival by WMNF happening tomorrow, December 3rd. Doors are opening at 2 o'clock. Tickets are on sale now at WMNF.org. And they have a whole bunch of heavy hitter uh, musicians that are playing uh, tomorrow. We've got, let's see, we've got Apple Butter Express. Gotta love those guys. Those are fantastic. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, Rebecca Pulley. Uh, her duo is going to be there. Rini and the Rollers, they were on the show last year for You Get Out. And, uh, of course, uh, Tom Hood and the uh, Tropical Suns. So, speaking of Tom Hood, so ukulele first of all let's let's get this out of the way how long have you been playing ukulele uh, i picked up the ukulele in 2000 or 2001 okay and i but i i played other instruments i started playing harmonica and actually in grade school somebody came and taught us how to play harmonicas at my school see i love that and that's one of the 
to me, one of the interesting things about the ukulele, because usually if you meet someone who's playing a uke, it's not their only instrument. Right. Even if maybe it was their first instrument, it's uh, to stick with the uh, ukulele's right. uh, euphemism. It's uh, it's a gateway instrument, I would say. Yeah, you know. But I play I play guitar and uh, I had a ma- I play banjo and mandolin, but uh, the mandolin for me was was painful. Sure. Uh, for two reasons, the, the 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 chords were very tight. Yeah. I have big fingers. Uh, they were metal, and I was constantly tuning it. And so I was working on a recording project. I don't remember the song. Um, uh, actually, I do remember. It was called Puvai Wahini. It was kind of a Hawaiian song that I'd written. And I said, I got to get a ukulele. So I bought one off of uh, eBay at the time. I got this thing from the 50s shipped to me that was like an Arthur Godfrey ukulele. Huh. And that was my first one. And then I started playing it. And that, that really got me. And then I got a couple more. I went to a ukulele festival up in, by the way, Jay... Rhode Island hey. in Providence. Right. I went to a youth festival in 2002. Um, and then I really started getting into it. Yeah. Sure. So. Okay, so let's go back before the ukulele mm-hmm. then. Um, how old were you when you first took an interest in music enough to actually learn an instrument? Well, I, like I said, I think it was first or second grade. First or second grade. Um, okay. A guy came and he gave everybody in our class a marine band C harmonica. Oh, the harmonica, yeah, yes. Okay, and taught us that. And then in the fourth grade, I bought um, an acoustic guitar. Fifth grade, I had electric guitar. We had a band called in, in grade school called the Beach Bums. We were like kind of like a... Beach Boys, Monkeys, and Beatles knockoff band. And were those kind of your influences? Were yeah. those the guys oh, yeah. that made you yeah, everything do that? Now, yeah, I'm a 60s guy for sure. Cool. And so, um, and then I was uh, in bands in, in college. And then while I was in college, I started writing music, and one of my best friends did. And so we formed a band when we moved to New York. Um, and so I was in an originals band in New York City. So I played a lot of clubs in the uh, late 70s to. Uh, Around 2000. Okay, so New York, late 70s for the music yeah. scene. Tell me what that was like. Oh, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, I mean, I met a lot of famous people, and I got to play with some of them. And the scene was, you know, there was CBGBs in the Mud Club and tracks and all these different places. And, uh, you know, just the uh, scene was very vibrant. Uh, Flea is actually jealous that I went to almost every class show that was at Bonds when they were there for two weeks. Flea, as in yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers? Flea? No, or Flea that works oh, here. Oh, that works yeah, here? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Lee. There's where Flea. my brain goes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so it was a great scene, and uh, you know, I was happy to be you know, plugged into it. And how did that, I guess, inspire you to keep going? I mean, you were in the New York scene, and then where'd you go after New York? Um, well, I, was, I lived in New York, still have a house in New York. I go to New York. Wow. I, I live in Long Island in the summertime. Cool. But I just got tired of win- winter and came back to Florida in uh, 2008. So I'm a native of St. Petersburg. Right on. But, uh, you know, I just rolled through different bands. Then I uh, was in a duo, and then I went solo. Then I reformed another band. So I'm all, almost, I love playing with other musicians. So uh, usually... Uh, Usually, you'll find me. My preference is to be performing with a group. Behind and me. and do you find yourself playing ukulele with all of these different no, groups? I've, you, uh, no, I've you dabble been still? all over. Right now, I am mostly a uke and harmonica frontman. So okay. I sing and play that. And then I like to uh, have a a different mix. 
every show is different. Jay knows this. You know, the set list changes up quite a bit. And depending on who I have, so, you know, I might have an accordion player with us or a keyboard. Um, ba- we normally would have a bass with us today. The bass is probably the most important second instrument they have behind a ukulele. Why is that? It just gives a bottom end and it gives a drive to it. Yeah. It just, it, it pumps the song. Yeah. And it keeps it along. Then a percussionist or a drummer is nice to have. And then some other accenting instruments. Uh, instruments so i love accordion we have a great guy uh, he's not going to be here this week uh, joey it's a great accordion player i love the feel for that because it's it's like keyboards on legs yeah right yeah it's the and, mobile and it's keyboard. got that pumping thing going on so mm-hmm. um i have a fiddle player that i i play with a lot in uh, new york uh when i do gigs up there so just change it up and it'll make the same song a little different and we can change it up and give it a different treatment and uh you know for that particular audience in that night very cool very cool so i've got some some ukulele facts here (laughs) and as we know and these might all be true they might all be false i might be making some of them up but i'm gonna say a fact and i'm gonna say true or false and you let me know if you think it's if you think it's true or false a little bit a little bit is there a a t-shirt involved with this (laughs) i'm sure there's a wmnf t-shirt lying around here somewhere yeah i think a t-shirt can happen yeah all right here's the first one the ukulele is not a hawaiian invention true or false that is that it's not that it's not a hawaiian that is true that's true okay that's correct the true the uh, birth of the ukulele dates back to 1879 with the landing of portuguese sailors on hawaii Mm -hmm. true so it's actually a portuguese instrument yes yeah that's right so how did you know that um you take that one do you know it jay i know that because the person's name was manuel nunes which is actually (laughs) my last name and oh I, yeah! I, I think somewhere back there, I'm going to go with yeah. We're probably seeing as I found the ukulele, it kind of found me. Sure, we're together somehow. I love that. Yeah. All right, and I'm Portuguese too. So okay, right. And sure. I was in Portugal. I've seen seen they they don't they didn't call them ukuleles. They call them machete, 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 machete de braga, braga. That's the I say that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I can't so. say all that. Yeah. Neither can I. Apparently, <laughs> it's okay. All right. So uh, here's the second one. Here, the ukulele originally had eight strings. True or false? Ooh. Mm. I really don't know. I'm going to say true. That's false. I just I'm made that go, up. I'm going to go false. Yeah. <laughs> I was going for the I'm going to go false. Yeah. That's, that's false. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Made that up off yeah. the top of my head. Awesome. No, that that would be um, an eight strings would be a mandolin. Right. Oh. Yeah. Right. Well. I have an eight-string ukulele. Do you really? Yes, I do. So this do is I. this is a five-string, but there are eight-string ukuleles, but I don't think they were around back then. Yeah, and then there's the uh, I think it has ten strings. The cuatro. You familiar with that? It's the Spanish yeah, that, instrument. Yeah, the cuatro's from uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, no Beatles, no uke. True or false? The Beatles love ukuleles. Mm-hmm. They they loved them. That's true. Um, George Harrison was definitely the ringleader, but uh, I think everybody in the band could play. And George Harrison was was notorious for dragging around bags of ukuleles uh, when he traveled. And when the uh, traveling Wilburys were putting together their first album, he dragged out uh, ukes and gave them to Tom Petty and to Bob Dylan, traveling Wilburys, and to Roy Orbison. Mm-hmm. Jeff Lynn and Bob Dylan, Man. and they sat around in Bob Dylan's house out in, uh, I think it's in Topanga Canyon or somewhere around there, and they stayed up all night 
playing ukuleles and writing most of the songs that then translated over to other instruments, but they were actually standing around playing them originally on ukuleles. I love that. I love that. So that's pretty much all of the facts that I have here. Yeah. Do you have any facts that you find really interesting about the ukulele you think people don't really know? Well, um, I can tell you that it's a booming instrument in the uh, sales world. And so... Um, particularly, uh, I would say in the last five years, uh, it's become a mainstream purchase. And part of that is that it's lower priced. Um, and again, because it's portable and relatively easy to play, it, ha it sells to a wider audience. So more and more people are, it's a Christmas present, you know, thing, a birthday present. You Fits give it, under the tree. You give it to your kids, you give it to your husband, to your wife, to your granny, whatever, and and give it to everybody. So it's really become a, um, you know, another uh, money-making type instrument. And so many manufacturers have added ukuleles into their manufacturing. Yeah, to the point where there have been a number of times in the history of musical instruments where the ukulele has actually surpassed the guitar yeah. in both sales and popularity. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty incredible yeah, thing. It's, ha it's had a couple of really big, uh, you know, booms. There was the 1920s. Yeah. was very popular back oh, yeah. then. Um, in the 1950s, our Arthur Godfrey um, introduced it onto his radio show and his early TV broadcast. And he made plastic versions of them and he sold millions of these things with little players on them. Uh, it kind of trickled uh, in the 60s, but Tiny Tim kept it, you know, at least up in front. But unfortunately, f he kind of made it seem more like a toy, and it wasn't a toy. But then it really took off right in uh, early 2000s. I mean, that's the funniest thing about it, right? You take one look at it at a glance, and yeah, it looks like, a, it, looks like it could be a kid's toy. You know, it's got that small frame, that small stature. It looks kind of delicate. And... At the end of the day, that compactness makes it so easy to throw on your, you know, throw it over your shoulder and head to the beach. You can probably go on a plane with them, right? I travel with it all the time. Yeah. A lot of my songs I end up writing when I'm traveling because I kind of am out of my day-to-day -day element. And so when you're traveling, you know, you're hanging out in hotels or a beach or, or somewhere and you're getting exposed to other things. So a lot of times I get stimulated with song ideas and then I grab the uke and I, you know, at least hash out a beginning of it and record it on my phone or whatever and save it. So, Do you ever find yourself on a plane trying to play your ukulele and your your seatmate there is, is like... Not, a, not on a plane. I think actually <laughs> I did play one one time going to the Bahamas, cause, but I think they let me do that on yeah. that plane. It was a charter plane. Yeah. Were you up in the front leading everyone in the... Uh, yeah. That sounds know, like a, it sounds I like know. a Southwest uh, kind of experience. That I should, <laughs> yeah. Straight to Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's hitting the nail right on the head there, I think. Tom Hood and the Tropical Suns at Uke It Out tomorrow. Cage Brewing. Get your tickets at WMNF.org. Thank you guys so much for being here in studio with us today to uh, play some songs and talk about the ukulele. Really appreciate it. Next week on Live Music Showcase, ooh, man, I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. Ant Hill Cinema, the, I don't even know exactly what you'd call them, the, the progressive rock jam 
with elements of jazz and some other things going on in there. A fantastic, fantastic band. If you are a music nerd, if you are a big nut for the nuts and bolts of music and music theory and all of that, this is absolutely the episode for you. And hey, you know what? They make some pretty darn good music too. So make sure you tune in next week for Ant Hill Cinema. So I think you have a couple more songs for us. Yep. Is that true? We have. Yeah, let's hear one more of them. Okay. This is also on the uh, latest CD. This is called The Other Side of Life.
other side of Tropical Suns at You Get Out tomorrow, December 3rd at Cage Brewing. Doors open at 2 o'clock. There's going to be all kinds of interactive opportunities for you to bring your uke and have a lot of fun. There's going to be ukulele lessons. There's going to be a, a, a play-along situation with Creedence Clearwater Revival. Tom Hood and Tropical Suns are going to be there along with a whole bunch of other bands. It's a really great event that WMNF has been putting on for the past seven years. Go dog, ahead. It's a dog-friendly Oh, dog-friendly, too? I'm pretty sure it's dog-friendly. I know it's kid-friendly. Oh. Pretty sure it's dog-friendly. Maybe check the website for there, but I think I remember dogs being there. As long as your dog is friendly, it's dog-friendly. Hmm. I think that's really the way it works. Yeah, man. So, uh, as far as one last thing I do kind of want to ask you about, really, and I always tend to, maybe I'm, I'm a little... Uh, romantic about this kind of thing, but I always tend to go a little bigger picture with any of the guests that come in here. So as far as the ukuleles placed in the world goes, we look at the way that music has evolved. We look at the way that technology has evolved over the past couple of decades and the way that that, you know, that evolution has affected musicians and it has affected listeners and really the way that people engage with music now. Uh, I vacillate between being a cynic and being an optimist when it comes to music and when it comes to the music world. But it's so hard to not be romantic about the ukulele. So with that in mind, as a person who carries a ukulele around wherever you go on your travels and, and, how, and has had the instrument affect your life so much in, I would hope, a very positive way, I think a very positive way, do you see the world continuing on with the ukulele the way that it has? I would say absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Um, I've been in a lot of countries, and I've played a lot of ukuleles in a lot of countries. Um, you know, they're manufactured and made in, in places like uh, Vietnam and China and the Philippines. Um, you know, they're in Portugal. They're all over Europe. Uh, we just did a virtual global ukulele event and we had artists from different countries we ran it for 30 something hours wow and every hour we went to a different country to a different artist and they were all sharing uh their perspective so we were in ireland and you know just it was very interesting australia you know all these different places we had a guy from singapore etc we're going to do it next year wow so i would say yes it's 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 around it's not going anywhere 
I think we've crossed the border that it's become, it's touched so many people now that it's just going to continue to multiply. I don't think there's really a reason for it to turn back or go anywhere else. And I love that. And that's our show, everyone. This is Live Music Showcase here on 88.5. We're live here in studio every Friday at 2 p.m. after the news headlines. Our sound mixer today and just about every week is Mark Perfetti, sound mixer Mark Perfetti. Our audio assistant is Pam Robinson. Video director is Ben Italis. Our camera operators today were Marcy Connors, Mar- Micaiah Caldwell, Charles Holsopel, and Ed Lehman, and uh, as well as uh, Bree Shoemaker. A bunch of camera ops today. Our board op today is Charlie Cushing. Our social media is Bree Shoemaker and Erica Flaskemp, and our photographer is Jack Cimbrella. I'm your host, Ken Apperson, and this has been Live Music Showcase. You guys want to take us out with one last song? Absolutely. And by the way, folks, you can find me. Just type in Tom Hood, uh, musician. You can find me on the web, Spotify, Amazon, and iTunes, all those other places. All right, last song we're going to do is Drunk in the Trailer. Support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and Replay Guitar Exchange in South Tampa, specialize in new, used, and vintage guitars, amps, and related gear. Replay Guitar Exchange's mission is to provide the right guitar to the right player for the right reasons. Replay Guitar Exchange is also proud to support Live Music Showcase. More at ReplayGuitarExchange.com. We're getting drunk Everybody knows that's true I work so hard